Better health begins at Tidelands Health, dedicated to keeping the communities we serve healthy and active. That's why we're proud to present our podcast series, Better Health Podcast, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. We often complain about the summer heat or crack jokes about how hot it is in the South. And while the heat usually doesn't pose health concerns, it's important to know when temperatures can become dangerous and what steps to take to stay cool and protect yourself from serious conditions such as heat stroke. So here today to help us stay cool is Dr. Alex Suda, a family medicine physician at Tidelands Health. Dr. Suda, thank you so much for your time. It's great to talk with you on a really important topic. We all love the heat, but if the heat gets too much, it can really be dangerous. So first off, what are some tips to help us stay cool in the summer heat? These conditions are very much preventable and if you make accommodations, preferably ahead of time, if you just devise a plan and execute it, you can avoid a lot of these issues just with your day-to-day travels. And that can be anything from wearing appropriate clothing, which although simple is very effective, lightweight, light-colored, preferably loose-fitting that allow you it's just more breathable. When you can, try to make accommodations to be indoors at least intermittently throughout the day to essentially just cool off whenever you're outside and for an extended period of time your body can only handle so much at one time that if you make regular scheduled breaks that'll be just best for you long term outside of that just wearing sunscreen which is something that impressed upon but just reinforcing that is very helpful and also eating cooler things which sounds pretty straightforward but just keeping it light as far as salads sandwiches that are cold and things like that will really be effective as well. <laughs> right. So the big steak dinner, meatloaf and potatoes, probably not the best thing on a hot day then. Absolutely. And although <laughs> delicious may not be the best option for you at that time. <laughs> right. So when does it become too hot then outside with extreme heat? I think if we kind of look at a specific number that can downplay, really the overall effect is how many degrees it's going to be that day. That's not the whole story. It's really also going to be contingent on what they describe as the heat index, which is actually what it feels like outside. So it's going to be individualized in the state that it really depends on the human being that's out in this climate, what their conditioning is, how long they've been exposed to hotter temperatures throughout their life. That's all going to play a role. So I think pinpointing one specific number is going to be difficult to dictate. But As we get going here and talking, I can give you a better idea so you'll feel as well-equipped handling outdoors as you are indoors during these summer months. So then what can happen if you get too hot? If we do get overheated, what happens then? So you can get these heat-related illnesses, more specifically heat exhaustion or heat stroke is how may be described. And that's your body not being able to accommodate at some point to the extreme heat index that you're exposed to. And like I said, when you want to take those scheduled breaks, it prevents this from kind of reaching this climax where your body is just unable to accommodate at some point. And thus you'll get overheated and you can predispose yourself to having these really harmful conditions that can not trying to scare anyone, but they can put you at risk for your health, not only in that acute setting, but also long-term. So you got to take these necessary precautions. So certain symptoms you can develop with these conditions can, they're pretty broad. They can also be very vague, but 
the more concerning ones is where you can hopefully you're around people that know you well to know that, you know, if you become confused, that that can be one manifestation. You can become dizzy. Obviously, you can feel overheated. So your body temperature can rise and you'll feel very lethargic and tired. You can feel your heart racing. Obviously, sweating and excessive sweating can be a symptom. And then also cramping is also very common as well. So those are some symptoms to look out for. It's basically the result of when you do sweat, you emit a lot of salt that you lose in that sweat and also moisture from sweating. And that low salt level, which is important to driving all of our cells functions and throughout our bodies and any cell in our body, with that depletion, it causes this response, this spasming-like effect. And that can manifest when you experience these cramps. Absolutely. So can this affect anyone or are certain groups more at risk in the heat? In a lot of the medical conditions that we treat as providers here, it's really going to be most important that extremes of age are really, really kept a close eye on. Young children, I have a 10-month-old son, they can decompensate very quickly as well as the elderly, anyone above 65 or older, those who may have a higher BMI, just be overweight, those who may not exercise very often and they find themselves exerting themselves more regularly during these summer months. You got to be more conscious of those patients and those people as well. And then those who have issues with heart disease, blood pressure issues, are on various medications for conditions such as depression, insomnia, or issues with circulatory dysfunction. Those are patients you really want to watch out for. So the elderly, the very young, people with a higher BMI, people with heart disease, blood pressure issues, depression, etc. So those things or those types of conditions really can exacerbate these heat-related conditions. So really good to be aware of that. So thank you for sharing that, Dr. Suda. And then, you know, if we're just at the beach or playing outside, you know, we can easily take a break, maybe jump in the pool to cool off a little bit. But I often wonder about this, these people that are, have to work outside in the heat, that have to wear clothing, the construction workers that have to wear clothing to protect themselves in the hot heat. What can they do to avoid heat-related conditions? I really think the biggest thing there is obviously those who are exposed to these hotter climates. I'm very lucky to work inside, but those who have to work outside, they just have to be understanding that really having a proactive plan by making sure that they are accommodated with enough water. With sweating, like I said, you lose salt. So obviously doing some electrolyte containing beverages is great, but I would limit that to the zero calorie beverages when you can, because with those high glucose containing drinks, the sugary Gatorades, things like that, they can actually worsen things. So just to be conscious of that, and then also have necessary plan in place to be able to get to shade when you absolutely need to. I like how you said that. Make sure you have a proactive plan. So no, okay, I'm going to be outside all day, and it's going to be 98 degrees, high humidity, so I better have a plan. So I better have water with me. If I do bring electrolyte drinks, make sure we avoid too much sugar in those drinks and have a plan to be able to get out of the sun if and when possible to cool off. Is that right? Absolutely good. Very, very well put. You know, when we come to the end of this, I'm just going to make a brief summary just to kind of give you an idea, not trying to inundate you with all this information, but just to be prepared and have a very conscious mind of just simple things you can do to make sure that you stay safe. That's the biggest thing. 
And how about fans? Do <laughs> they feel good? You know, on a hot day, give me that fan. Do they help with heat-related illnesses? Fans, there's a good place for them, but the impression they give off is that they cool you down and that they are really going to be effective against heat exhaustion, heat stroke. But the only real method of actually cooling your body temperature down is to do things like taking a cool shower or bath or moving into an air-conditioned place. Those are the best measures. These fans, although they're heavily purchased, you could probably stumble across probably multiple in your own household. They serve their place, but as far as dealing with these conditions that are more concerning, they're not a good method to resort to. That's very well said. The fan feels good, but if your internal body temperature is soaring, that fan isn't isn't going to do too much. So like you said, take a cold shower or bath or make sure you get into air conditioning. Well, as we wrap up, Dr. Suda, any additional thoughts you want to add on this and heat-related illnesses? Just to make some very succinct points, these heat-related conditions, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, completely avoidable. The best thing to do is have a plan in place. You don't need to draw it out on a chalkboard or have a specific game plan, but just if you can have an idea when you go out, especially if you're going to the beach, which is very, I say, utilize it. I think it's it's therapeutic beyond measure. Just be aware, have plenty of water, preferably zero calorie electrolyte beverages if you need an alternative. Have a place as a safe haven to go to in case heat becomes an issue that can cool you down. And other than that, the biggest emphasis is to really get that quality of life and to go out and enjoy your summer, but being safe at the same time is really all I emphasize because we don't get this opportunity much with kids being in school and all that. When you have the opportunity to go take the family somewhere, go enjoy yourself, but just make sure you have a plan in place when you're out in the heat. So have a plan. I think that's great advice. And be prepared and know what you're going to have to do to make sure that you're cooling down property when we get into these very sunny, hot days of summer. Well, Dr. Suda, thank you so much for your time. This has really been informative. We appreciate it. Thanks again. Absolutely. I appreciate the time and look forward to uh, seeing everyone out there on the beach. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Thanks again. Hi. Bye-bye. And once again, that's Dr. Alex Suda. And for more information, call 1-866-TIDELINS or go to tidelinshealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is the Better Health Podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.